Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. If I stay in faith, well then what is true in the spirit man will become true in the physical realm. Jesus has provided everything. We just have to know how to appropriate it in our own lives, in our heart. When Jesus says it is done, it was done for me too. And now here's Andrew. Hello and welcome to our broadcast of the Gospel Truth. I'm Andrew Womack and today I'm going to be sharing with you a teaching talking about you've already got it. You know, this is one of the most important things that the Lord has shown me. God has already done everything. We aren't in the process of asking God to heal us, deliver us, prosper us, do anything. God has already done His part. And what we need to do is learn to receive. Instead of learning how to beg God to do something that He hasn't already done, what we've got to do is believe the good news that it's already done and we've got to receive. This goes right along with the teaching on spirit, soul, and body, who you are in Christ. You can't see what God has done with your physical eyes. You can't see it in the mirror. You can't just search your emotions. It's not in the physical realm. It's in the spiritual realm that God has already done everything. But we are not only a spirit, we have a physical body. And the sad fact is most people do not understand the dynamic of the spiritual man that's inside of us and the spiritual world out there. They are just limited to what they can see, taste, hear, smell, and feel. They think that that's all there is to them, that that's all there is to this world. But there is an entire spiritual world out there and also one inside of us. And in the spirit realm, this is what that teaching on spirit, soul, and body did. God has already given you everything that you will ever need. You don't need anything more. It's not a matter of getting God to do something. 
It's a matter of learning what he's already done. And then you learning how to release it. How to take your authority and, and command this power to flow through you. That teaching I did on spirits on the body, I, I often used Philemon chapter 1 verse 6 where Paul was praying a prayer for Philemon and he didn't pray that God would do something new, but rather he says, I pray that the communication of your faith becomes effectual. That means it begins to work by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Now you can't acknowledge something that doesn't already exist. The word acknowledge just means to come to realize the reality of, the truth of. In other words, the way that Paul was praying for Philemon was an, oh God, touch him. Oh God, do something new in him. Rather, he was saying, God, help him to recognize and acknowledge what you've already done. And the truth is, there are people watching this program today that you need to be healed in your body. You need financial blessing. You need your marriage healed. Your relationships with other people heal. You may need direction and hope and on and on it goes. But all of those things, God has already done his part. You aren't waiting on God to answer your prayer. God is waiting on someone to believe what the Word of God says. That He's already done it. When He hung on the cross, He said, It is finished. He had done it, and now He is seated at the Father's right hand. And the people who are seeing the power of God really manifest in their lives. And flow through them are people that have learned that God has done His part. He has delivered this power and authority to me. 
And now I reach out and I release. Era katinze, mfunabu funye nensobolo gasu mulula. The healing power, the delivering power, the Nensumulula Amanya Gaonya, Era Gasumulula, Prosperity power, the Amanya Gakula Kulanya, Relational power that God has put on the inside of me. Amanya Ganyuzen Kulagana Gagego Katonda Gayateka Munda Munzi. And you just let God flow through you. Era no Kiriza Katonda Kulukutire Mugui. Those are the people who are walking in victory. Abobeba and Tubo Sang and Gabatambuli but we've got millions and millions of Christians that believe God can do anything. They don't believe he has done anything, but they believe he could do it. And they are in the process of begging God and asking God to do something. And they don't believe that God has done anything until they can see it. Till they can go to a doctor and prove it. Till they can go to the bank and withdraw the money. They don't believe that God has done anything. But the truth is, God's already done His part. And now we've got to believe that God has done it. He's put this power on the inside of us. Then it's a matter of us releasing what God has done. Instead of trying to get God to do something new. That's major what I've said. I've summarized a lot of things right here that just goes diametrically opposed to a tremendous amount of religious teaching. You know, let me just illustrate this in one of the popular songs that we have today. We have a song about I am desperate from you for you. God, I'm lost without you. And let me make it clear. I love the music. I like the sound. I sing that song. I do change the words some because I don't, I am not desperate for God. You know, that song goes on to say, you know, you are the air I breathe. You are the, the food that I need and things like that. Well, I agree that we should be as dependent upon God as we are upon our breath. We should be as dependent upon God as we are the food that we eat. I agree with a lot of this. 
nzikirizigganya nabinji nyo kubino but that phrase i'm desperate for you let me just share with you what the dictionary says about desperate Dekangabane nawe amakuru gechigambo kuyaga yagamu dictionary. Here in, um, this is Webster's 1820-something. Eno yenzifu nula ea Webster, eo lukumimulu nana. Dictionary that is closer to the King James. Eyo eridanye enzifu nule ya kabaka yakobu. And the words that are used there probably than what most of us are today. Erane bigambe bikoze sebuabu, nukufana nakobye tukoze sa. But here's what the word desperate means. It's got five definitions. One of them is without hope. Well, I guarantee you, I am not without hope. Now, I would be without God. But I'm not without God. And so I don't think that a Christian ought to be desperate without hope. You're just longing for the things of God. The second definition means without care of safety, rash. Fearless of danger. When a person is desperate, they do desperate things. And sad to say, we shouldn't be under so much pressure that we are going to do something that is illogical and something that's irrational. Because we are just desperate to connect with God. That's not a good way to describe a Christian. The third uh, definition is furious. The fourth definition is hopeless. Despaired of, lost beyond hope of recovery. Irretrievable, irrecoverable. Forlorn. And sad to say, I believe that this is how the majority of people who sing this song about I'm desperate for you, this is the way they are. They actually because they aren't tuned in to God. And because they don't understand the truths that we're talking about. That God has already provided and it's a part of the atonement. Whatever it is that they need. They are seeking for healing, for prosperity, for joy, for peace, with this attitude of hopelessness, despair. And when they sing this song, in a sense, it's giving vent 
to these feelings of frustration. Atenga bwepa imbe nyimba bwezi tibaba ambu bageza kukufuru miangiri jeba ulida. Hopelessness, it's irretrievable, it's... Ngabala ganti tebali nasubi, era tebasobola kuzibwa buja. It's uh, irrecoverable. Mbuteba inza na kununulibwa. They're forlorn. forlorn. Ngera basangi duangabali na walanyo. When they're singing this song. And that's the way that the... I believe that that's typical of most Christians, that this is where they live. They live saying, oh God, I'm sick, oh God, I'm poor. Oh God, I'm stressed out, oh God, I'm in fear. And they are forlorn, they are hopeless. Just begging God to do something. That is not a godly attitude. And I believe that that's the way most people, uh, you know, feel when they're singing that song. The fifth definition of desperate is the only way that you can use that word in a positive way. And it says, in a popular sense, great in the extreme. So if you are going to say that, oh God, I'm desperate for you. In other words, I am in love with you in, in, in the extreme. I am longing for you in the extreme. I want you more than I want anything else. Then that would be okay. But you know what? Again, I have seen many, many people that are just crying, and they're crying because they're so frustrated, because they're so hurt. And they are using desperate in the sense of it's hopeless. God, you're, you know, you're my last resort. As if, you know, you just only turn to God when everything else fails. That's a wrong way to do it. You know, I've ministered on this so many times. And I've been frustrated trying to get people to see this paradigm shift. About God has already done his part. We aren't trying to get God to do something. We're trying to renew our minds. And receive what has already been provided for us. In an effort to get this point across, I've gone to tricking people and I've done things that get their attention. And like I remember one church, 
that I was at in uh, West Virginia. And they had just gotten up and sung this song about, Oh God, I'm desperate for you. I'm lost without you. I always change the words to that. To where I say, Oh God, I'm in love with you. And I won't live without you. Instead of saying, I can't live without you, and just amplifying a negative situation. I say, I won't live without you. I don't have to live without God. Because he's provided everything for me. But they had just sung this song. And I felt like people were, were using the word desperate for you. I'm lost without you in the worst sense of the word. And they were just, in a sense, singing Christian blues. And amplifying their hurts and their pains. And so, they had just gotten up and talked about, man, they were begging God to come up. Oh God, we ask you to come and be with us today. They got me in a back room. And they prayed over me. Oh God, I ask you to anoint Andrew today. I ask you to flow through Andrew. And you know what? I didn't say anything. Because I hear this a lot. When I go into churches, they nearly always want to get me and pray over me. And ask God to come and ask God to anoint me. I don't say these things, but I think these things. I think, hey, if you don't know, if you don't think I'm anointed, and if you've got to ask God just five minutes before I go out there for God to touch me, and God to anoint me, and God to give me something to say, well, then why did you even ask me to come? See, this isn't how I live my life. I don't go and say, oh, God, please touch me and anoint me. When God called me to minister, he would have been unjust to call me to preach his word and not anoint me to do it. 
ANYTHING THAT GOD CALLS YOU TO DO, YOU ARE ALREADY ANOINTED TO DO IT. ECHINTU CHONAKA TONDA CHAKU ITO KUKOLA BAYA KUWA DAMA FUTO KUCHIKOLA. IT'S NOT A MATTER OF ASKING GOD TO DO IT. SINSONGA YA KUSABA KATONDA ANTI ACHIKOLI. It's a matter of believing that he has done it, appropriate it, and then walk in that by faith. See, when you're saying, oh God, come and be with us today as we meet. Did you know that that's got an element of doubt in it? In other words, you're, you may not be verbalizing it this way, but you're saying that if we don't pray and if we don't ask God, He won't be with us today. And then we pray as we leave the church. We say, oh God, go with us throughout this week. And just bless us. When the Bible says that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. There's, there's doubt in the way that people pray. Oh, God, come when he says. Where two or three are gathered together, there I am in the midst of them. Oh God, go with us this way. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Let me just say this. I'm saying it in love. I know I'm already rubbing people the wrong way. I'm going against religious tradition, but those are stupid prayers. Why would you ask God to go with you if he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you? You've already got it teaching, taught me that all the stuff that I was working to try to receive from God, I already had. When I read those two chapters where he was talking about the fact that we already have healing, like God already did it for us, I wept. He gave me eternal salvation, and he gave me all the things that I wanted and was looking for and didn't have before I understood that I already had it. <laughs> those who find them, and health to all your flesh. That's kingdom culture. I'm not hopeless, helpless, and powerless. I mean, I can take back what the enemy has stolen. I can take back my position. Our Lord tell me he was so excited about healing you that he just couldn't wait.
Ngoyaga loku manye visinga o kumasomo gafegano oba ku ministry osobolo kuba ku namba ya fe eyesimu eyaba ulirizaba fenge nerine ku WhatsApp group eranga osobolo kuweleza SMS oba nokuba nga ogama anti mungate ku WhatsApp group yaba uliriza oba ngobuze chibuzo chona e namba yesimu eno eri 0750 ngambye eri 0750 Zero Mukaga, Mwenda Satu, Emutano. That is zero seven zero six zero six nine three one five. Ojakubo Yambiwa, Ojakubo Yungiwa, Kugrupiawa Uri Zabafi. You are blessed.